This program has been pre-recorded for airing at this time. Please hold all phone calls. Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. This is KKVV Radio. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Please be patient with us while we get our host on the air. Thank you. All right, sister, are you there? You should be live. Yes. Oh, I didn't hear the music come on about Save the Lost at All Cause. Okay, anyway, hello, listeners. My name is Susan Parham. I'm calling in uh, for Save the Lost at All Cause. Um, I'm standing in as your guest host for Sister Nina Griffin. She will be back with us one next week. Um, I'm supposed to remind you all that you're listening to KKVV 1060 AM. Um, if you would like to tune in at the KKVV website, which is at www.kkvv.com. Also, for those that uh, would like to view other uh, teachings for Save the Lost at All Costs, you can go to the website at www.savethelostlv.org. That's www.savethelost. LV.org to listen to any free messages that you have missed or would like to review. Also, I am to remind you uh, that there will be no phone calls coming in today for questions. Um, what else I'm supposed to tell you all? <laughs> How y'all doing today out there? Once again, my name is Susan Parham. I'm your radio host, standing in for uh, Minister Nina Griffin, who will be back uh, next week. Okay, let's get started by asking the Father to join us and to lead us and guide us by his Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise today. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. We ask you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for your Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and to anoint us afresh, anoint the listeners to hear and to give us all a heart to receive your truth in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Okay, um, today's topic will be, Who is a Murderer? Who is a murderer? I'm supposed to give you a Greek word, and the Greek word for murderer is spelled D-O-L-O-F-O-N-I-A. Delophonia. Delophonia. And that is the Greek word for this week. And the Strong's Concordance number for this word is 5407. 5407. It means to commit intentional, unjustified homicide. Hallelujah. Now, our scripture version for today will be coming from Matthew chapter number 5 verses 21 
through 26. Matthew chapter number 5, verses 5, verses 21 to 26. And, and this particular teaching, I'm going to be reading the scriptures from a good news translation. I want to be real simple and simplistic as I talk about who is a murderer. And once again, I'll be coming from the Good News Translation. Now, in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 21 through 26, and listeners, get your pencil, get your pad, because I'm going to give you a lot of scriptures that you may can go back and reread at your leisure. The Bible says, you have heard that people were told in the past, do not commit murder. Anyone who does will be brought to trial, 22. But now I tell you, if you are angry with your brother or sister, mother, father, niece, nephew, cousin, uncle, if you are angry with your brother, you will be brought to trial. If you call your brother your good for nothing, you will be brought before the council. And if you call your brother a worthless fool, you will be in danger of going to the fire of hell. Verse 22. So if you are about to offer your gift to God at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, 24, leave your gift there in front of the altar. Go at once and make peace with your brother, and then come back and offer your gift to God. Verse 25, if someone brings a lawsuit against you and takes you to court, settle this dispute while there is time before you get to court. And once you are there, you will be turned over to the judge who will hand you over to the police and you will be put in jail. 26, there you will stay. I tell you, until you pay the last penny of your fine. Today, we will be talking about who is a murderer. As an introduction, and um, Jesus, in this particular chapter, had laid down the law. Jesus corrects the abusers of the law which were the scribes and the Pharisees. Jesus is known in the scriptures to speak with authority, according to Matthew chapter number 7, verses 28 and 29, where it says, Matthew chapter 7, verses 28 and 29, it says, when Jesus finished saying these things, the crowd was amazed at the way he taught. He wasn't like the teachers of the law. Instead, he taught with authority. Number one, Jesus' authority surpasses that of the teachers of the law. Jesus' authority surpasses the teachers that are in our community, in our schools, in our churches. He proclaims the true meaning of the law of Moses. Remember the Ten Commandments where it says, you know, love God more than you love anything else. Don't make anything more important than God. Respect God's name. Love his name. Rest on the Sabbath day, love and respect your mom and dad, never hurt anyone, always be faithful to your wife and your husband. 
Don't take anything that isn't yours. Always tell the truth and be happy with what you have. Don't want what somebody else has. That law. Jesus is the authoritative expounder of God's will for God's people. Now, remember the scriptures are not for those that are on the outside, meaning this is not for those that are on the outside of the covenant, even though the law was established for every human being. In the Mosaic Law, the supreme declaration of God's moral law, which is the Ten Commandments, Jesus explains our understanding of the law of God. The law. Let me let me tell you what the law means. Law means it is a binding custom or practice of a community, a rule of conduct or action prescribed or formally recognized as binding or enforced by a controlling authority. That's what the word law means. The law goes beyond the letter and also includes the spirit. The law goes beyond actions and includes the heart according to 1 Samuel 16 and 7 and Luke 16 15. The law is not merely negative, preventing sin, but it's also positive, commanding virtues that promote righteousness. Commanding virtues that promote righteousness. A virtue is a behavior showing high moral standard. And the word righteousness means the quality of being morally right or justified. One of the questions today is, are you a murderer? Am I a murderer? A murderer goes beyond the act. The Pharisees were right to condemn the deed of murder. You find that in Genesis chapter number 9. And um, I also have in my notes that not all uh, killing, which is part of the meaning of the word murder, which I should have given you earlier, the noun uh, murder can be, is a noun, and that means the unlawful premeditated killing of one human being by another. But it also is a verb, which means to kill, to put to death, to assassinate, to liquidate, to slaughter, a massacre. Killing of a human being with malice or forethought. That's what the word murder means. Not all killing is murder, but only the unjust taking of a human life. The death penalty is imposed because murderers have attacked the image of God. In my research, I learned that the death penalty is imposed by murder because murderers have attacked the image of God. The Jews erred by limiting the sixth commandment to one outward act and its civil penalty. When I looked up the word civil penalty, I learned that it meant uh, to impose by a government, an agency as restitution for wrongdoing. The wrongdoing is typically uh, defined by a codification of legislation, regulation, and decrees. We can commit murder without shedding blood. 
according to Matthew chapter 5, verse number 22. Also, there are different types of murder. I learned that murder can be mental, mental murder. In my research, I learned that mental murder is and has been unrecognized. It is extremely a, at a covert level. It happens behind the scenes without anyone ever being aware of what the problem is, meaning the real problem, the root issue. No evidence of it is left behind or no one has ever been convicted of it, yet in reality, what I will term mental murder, some people call it pernicious abuse, is something which can and does have a devastating effect, not just on the victim, but also within society. Mental murder can lead a person into carrying out acts such as covert psychological murder or perhaps even covert psychological manslaughter, something which is very real today in our communities, insidious in nature, but unfortunately unrecognized and virtually unquestioned. If we read verses 1 John chapter 3, verse 15, we will see that it says, okay, let me, let me get to it. It says, um, those who hate others are murderers. And you know that murderers do not have eternal life in them. The Good News Translation. 1 John 3.15, those who hate others are murderers, the scripture tells us. And you know that murderers do not have eternal life. James chapter 4 also reminds us that you want things, but you cannot have them. So you are ready to kill. You strongly desire things, but you can't get them. So you crawl and you fight. You do not have what you want because you do not ask God for it. Proverbs 14 and 17 also tells us that people with a hot temper do foolish things. But wise people remain calm. Proverbs twenty two twenty four reminds us, do not make friends with people who have hot, violent tempers. Keep your temper under control. It is foolish to harbor a grudge. Ecclesiastics 7 and 9. Number two, verbal murder. Verbal murder. My God. Wikipedia tells us that verbal murder, verbal abuse, is when a person forcefully uh, criticizes, insults, or denounces someone else. Criticized by underlining anger and hostility. It is a destructive form of communication intended to harm the self-concept of the other person and produce negative emotions. We're talking today about are you, am I, a murderer. Verbal abuse or verbal murder is also a maladaptive mechanism 
that anyone can display occasionally, such as during times of high stress or physical discomfort. For some people, it's a pattern or behavior used intentionally to control or manipulate others or to get revenge. Other kinds of murders are, as we know, physical murder, physical harm, economic or legal oppression, James 5 and 6, racial prejudice. Even a look can kill someone. We also are, uh, in my research, I learned that such hate crimes deserve God's justice. Jesus is not saying that the state is authorized to punish words or thoughts because God, who knows the heart, will bring justice Everlasting wrath will be the justice that a murder will be rewarded for. According to Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36. And James chapter 2, verse 13. The scripture talks about hell, and Jesus also believes in hell. In my time of prayer and worship and meditation about this particular topic, the Spirit of the Living God began to tell me that we, as a people, as a community, as a nation, need to repent. Repent for our murderous anger. And that we need not make any excuses. We need not begin to point our finger at, yup, that's her. She's like that, or he's like that, or uh, uh, they did that, and they didn't know. We are pointing the finger at our own selves today, asking the question, are we murderers? Also, as I begin to study and prepare today, um, you know, some people may say, my Anger is righteous anger like Jesus. Well, Jesus in his office as Messiah expresses God's holy judicial hatred of sin. Righteous anger is a zeal for God's honor, not self-interest. In other words, we can be angry at the degradation, angry at the sin, but not hold an anger in our heart towards the individual. The best sin to be angry with is your own sin. Lord, have mercy on my soul. The best sin to be angry with is our own sin. My friends, the Spirit of the Living God is beckoning us and calling us to get down on our knees and to humble ourselves and begin to cry out in sincerity and to repent to God about our anger and our murderous heart condition concerning ourselves, concerning our attitude towards him, concerning our attitude and our disposition of murder and anger towards each other and to be get and to get cleansed from it, to get delivered from it. Jesus patiently suffered wrong against himself. You can find that answer in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 23, and Luke chapter 23, 34. Someone might say, I was provoked. I couldn't help myself. Well, the answer to that is that you are still 
responsible for your we are responsible for our words and we are responsible for our deeds now i don't have the scripture but the angels in heaven are recording what we say what we do we will give an account of every thought every word and every deed that we've done in this body circumstances simply reveal what is already in the heart god will not tempt us beyond what we are able you can find that in 1 corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 some people may say okay that's just the way i am i, I have a short fuse or i was simply exercising my authority well friends authority does not give us license to verbal or physically abuse the government family church work no we do not have that right to come against the god given image which is the human race authority to abuse to murder to slander another person someone might say well, i was just being honest about my thoughts and feelings some feelings are sinful hatred some thoughts best remain unspoken and simply taken to god and repented of or someone may say i'm not angry i'm hurt i'm bothered i'm upset i'm offended i'm just annoyed irritated resentful i am disturbed frustrated ticked off oh my god i'm looking in the mirror at me cuz i say God for real though I'm hurt I'm upset I'm offended When we are hurt upset and offended frustrated we don't run to the other individual we run to our knees and we begin to cry out to God and we begin to tell him Father in Jesus name help me I'm disturbed I'm frustrated This person said that this happened and this is the result this is how I feel about it. In Christ we can conquer sinful anger. We can conquer it. We must recognize that we are dealing with dangerous sin. Dangerous sin. James chapter 1 y'all I have my scriptures written out but I don't know where they at So I'm going to just give it to y'all James chapter number 1 verses 19 and 20 Psalms 37 verse 8 Proverbs chapter 15 verse 18 We must deal with our anger we must not seek vengeance Romans chapter 12 I'm a go there Romans chapter 12 verses 17 through 21 and I'm going to read that from the Romans chapter 12 uh what I say Romans chapter 12 verses 17 through 21. Okay. I'm going to be reading it from the Good News translation. And it says, If someone has done you wrong, do not repay him with the wrong. Try to do what everyone considers to be good. Do everything possible on your part to live in peace. with everybody never take 
revenge, my friends, but instead let God's anger do it. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay back, says the Lord. Verse 20. Instead, as the scripture says, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them a drink. For doing so, this you will make them burn with shame. 21. Do not let evil defeat you. Instead, conquer evil with good. 21. Do not let evil defeat you. Instead, conquer evil with good. My God. Don't vent your emotions, my God. Don't vent your emotions. Galatians 5.23. Galatians 5.23. The scripture tells us to be humble and self-controlled. For there is no law against such things as these. We must entrust our situation to God. We must seek harmonious relationships with our adversaries. My God, we can find that answer in Matthew chapter number 5, verses 23 through 26. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 through 26 The Good News Translation says, 23, so if you are about to offer your gifts to God at the altar, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, 24, we read this earlier, leave your gift there in front of the altar. Go at once and make peace with your brother. Then come back and offer your gift to God, 25. Someone brings a lawsuit against you and takes you to court, settle the dispute while there is time before you get to court. Once you are there, you will be turned over to the judge. They will hand you over to the police, and you will be put in jail. 26, there you will stay, I tell you, until you pay the last penny of your fine. We must seek harmonious relationships with our adversary. We're talking about, are you a murderer? Jesus pronounces the positive claim of the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. The Father is seeking for us to come to him in prayer, repenting and specifically confessing the anger, the hurt, the pain, the frustrations. Personal reconciliation must take place before we can worship in spirit and in truth to a holy God. Jesus' example of sacrifice illustrates how the Old Covenant or the Old Testament truths can be applied under the New Covenant, the New Testament. According to Hebrews chapter 13, let's, let's go there, Hebrews chapter number 13, verse number 10. Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 10 from the Good News Translation tells us, The priests who served in the Jewish place of worship have no right to eat any of the sacrifices on our altar. My God. They had no right. We have no right to think that we're going to receive any good thing from God 
when we harbor murder in our heart towards each other. Some try to use religious rituals to cover up their sins. God will not accept such shameful worship. We will not be able to stand in the house of God, lifting up holy hands, singing songs to Zion, of Zion, and in our hearts and minds, our thoughts are evil towards one another. It will not be accepted. My Lord, Amos chapter 5, Amos chapter number 5. Let's go there. Amos chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. And I'm reading from the Good News Translation. I picked that uh, translation today because this is a hard topic. This is a good pill to swallow. We need this. And the Good News Translation is very simplistic in reading. The Lord says, verse 21, I hate your religious festivals. I cannot stand them. 22, when you bring me burnt offerings and grain offerings, I will not accept them. I will not accept the animals that you have fattened to bring me as offerings. 23, stop your noisy songs. I do not want to listen to your harps, 24. Instead, let justice flow like a stream and righteousness like a river that never goes dry. Lord, have mercy. In other words, we're going to the house of worship. We may be in our own homes, and we are on the instruments, and we're playing and we're singing songs, and we're bringing our offerings, our financial offerings. We're bringing uh, other personal, tangible gifts. And God is saying, stop it. Stop that foolishness and come to me and let me deal with the anger in your heart. Come and let me cleanse you and heal you of your murderous deeds. In other words, stop it. Shut everything down and get with God. Lord, have mercy on my soul. We must deal with our wrong against others as quickly as possible. We must confess our faults. We must act before it's too late. Act before it's too late. You know, sometimes people will be angry with you, and you may not even know that they're angry with you, but they are going back and they're telling this person and that person all about how they feel about you, but not one time have they come to you to tell you about what's going on in their heart. Matthew chapter number 18 is the instructions, is the prescription by which God has laid out to deal with offenses towards one another. Verse number 6 in chapter 18, Good News Translation says, If anyone should cause one of the little ones to lose their faith in me, it would be better for that person to have a large millstone tied around his neck and be drowned into the deep sea. 7. How terrible for the world that there are things that make people lose their faith. Such things will always happen, but how terrible for the one who causes them. If your hand or your foot makes you lose your faith, cut it off. Throw it away. It's better for you to enter life without a hand or a foot than to keep both hands and both feet 
and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye makes you lose your faith, take it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with only one eye than to keep both eyes and be thrown into fire of hell. In other words, God wants us to believe and trust in him that when we bring our situations and our concerns, our hurts and our pain and our anger to him, he is faithful and just. He is faithful and just to forgive us and to deal with the person who has sinned against us. Verse 15 says in the same chapter, if your brother sins against you, go to him. Show him his fault. And when you go, you go in love. But do it privately, just you and that person, just between yourself. If he hears, if he listens to you, you will have won your brother back. Verse 16. But if he will not listen to you, take one or two other persons with you so that every accusation may be upheld by the testimony of two or more witnesses. As the scripture says, verse 17, if he will not listen to them, tell them the whole thing to the church. Finally, if he will not listen to the church, treat him as though he were a pagan or a tax collector. Well, when I read that scripture, I said, okay, God, a pagan or a tax collector. In other words, be friendly to the individual who doesn't want to reconcile back with you. Be friendly. They may not want to be your friend, but just be friendly and do your part. And God will reward you for doing your part. Concluding applications. You are a murderer under a sentence of condemnation when you act in your own defense instead of allowing God to be your defender. We are by nature God's enemy. But God offers a way of reconciliation. And we can find the answer for that in Romans chapter number 5, verses, okay, let me just go, verses 8 through 11. Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. I'm going to start at verse number 6. Good news translation. For when we were still helpless, Christ died for the wicked at the time that God chose. Verse 7. It is a difficult thing for someone to die for a righteous person. It may even be that someone might dare to die for a good person. Verse 8. But God has shown us how much he loves us. It was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. And by his blood, his precious blood, hallelujah, we are now put right with God. How much more? Then will we be saved by him from God's anger. Verse 10. We were God's enemies, but he made us his friends through the death of his son, Jesus. Now we are God's friends. How much more will we be saved by Christ's life? Verse 11. But that is not all. We rejoice because of what God has done through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has now made us God's friends. It is time for us not to only reconcile with those that we see in the natural, but it is now time for us to come into a reconciliation relationship with the invisible God through his son, Jesus Christ, by way of his scriptures. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 says that now then we are ambassadors for Christ, 
as though God did beseech us, we pray in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. Be reconciled to God. Father, I want to thank you for the listening audience. Father, we want to thank you for the scriptures. Father, we want to thank you for Christ's sacrifice and his blood. We want to thank you for coming to see about us and to deal with root issues that are going on in our soul. My God, in the name of Jesus, we're coming to the throne of grace and mercy by way of the shed precious blood of Jesus, and we are asking you to forgive us. Forgive us of the murder spirit. Forgive us for anger. Forgive us for being upset. Forgive us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus for mental murder, verbal murder, physical murder, and harm that we have done towards you, and towards each other. God, help us to obey. Help us to humble ourselves before you. Help us to come to you trusting that you will take care of us. Help us to confess our faults to you. Help us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus to walk in righteousness, by way of humbling ourselves under your mighty hand. Help us, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus to reconcile with one another and bring us into a place of reconciliation with you because we have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The Bible says that now abide faith, hope, charity, and these three. But the greatest of these is charity, love. God, you're calling us to walk in love with our fellow man and to walk in love with you. So I pray for myself and I pray for the listening audience that you would smile upon us and that you would rain upon us righteousness and that you would heal our broken hearts. The Bible says, and above all these things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity love shall cover the multitude of sins. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you will cover us, cover our family members and cover our communities, cover these United States with your love, cover the seven continents, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Father God, that the word of God is gone forth. You said it would not return to you, void, but it would accomplish that which you sent it out to do. Now, God, we bless your holy name and we praise you. The Bible says that if it be possible as much as lieth within us, that we would live peacefully with all men. God, we want to thank you in the name of Jesus for the peace of God that passes all understanding. We pray, God, for the peace that passes all understanding over our community. We ask that you would send out help from your sanctuary to subdue the powers of darkness, to subdue the murdering spirit that is lingering over our lives, lingering over our communities, leave it lingering over this state, leave lingering over these United States. We pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that the strong man will be brought down in that vain imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God will be brought down with the word of God that we have just sent forth. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, God. You said that all the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but, Lord, you weigh our spirits, and nothing is hidden from you. So to continue to draw us closer, we thank you for Save the Lost at All Costs. We thank you for Minister Nina Griffin. We thank you, Lord God, for her faithfulness and her diligence to come and teach the Word of God and to be used as a servant. I pray, God, that you would bless her in a mighty, mighty way, bless her and her family. I'm asking that you would bless this ministry. I pray that the listeners would... Hallelujah. 
I pray that the listeners will have a heart to sow into the ministry financially because we pay for this slot and it's costly. And so we ask you, Father God, to release a financial blessing that the Save the Lost at All Costs ministry will continue to go forth and blessing people. God, we thank you for covering us. We thank you for the warm weather. We thank you. We thank you for blessing us in Jesus Christ's holy name, and we love you. With all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. Now, God, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for saving the lost at all costs. Be blessed, and have a great day. Amen. It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit-filled, live-called-in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas. Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.